0: What's up, beautiful people, to another episode of Unapologetically Christian? It's me, Ricky Jones Jr., back again for another episode, another bDl whichever way you are watching this podcast or listening to it on your favorite podcast platform. If you could, if you would, go ahead and connect with your boy by subscribing on YouTube or by following or friending or whatever it is that your podcast platform does, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, um, or even Anchor, right? If you listen on Anchor, find your boy i'm on air nonetheless unapologetically christian is the name of the podcast that you should be a part of because that is where these airways are mowing through and which this week we are talking about my christian journey right and so just even like dissecting pieces out of it that is a reminder that through all of the things that you may find yourself doing you can still be unapologetically christian and still be a believer in christ despite those things in which you are doing have done or other people may know you from right which is a major thing which now i get to talk about college because that right there was a time of itself so if you did not catch the previous episode i talked about what my grade school life was like as a christian this one is about college life and then we're going to talk about postgraduate school and then life up to today but nonetheless in my college days oh my gosh like what a time what a time what a time i went to school back or excuse me college back in 07 and i didn't graduate until 2012 so Uh, The December of 2012. Yep, December 2012 is when I graduated from LSU. And so many do not know, but I started out at Vodassa State University and I went there from 2007 until 2010. And then I transferred from there to LSU, in which I went to LSU from 2010, spring 2010 until fall 2020. Or excuse me, whoa, 2012. So I went there for two years to like full years but not two school two school years but nonetheless in it all i changed my major like three times so that's why i was in school for so long i went from finance to uh math i wanted to be a math teacher for a period of time and then i ended up graduating in business school um having a major in business administration and minor entrepreneurship and so that's what i ended up with at the end of the day but nonetheless in it all with it all what was it like to be a christian in college I'm going to say there was a strong period of time where my Christianity was irrelevant in college. Like if truth were to be told and truth will be told on this here podcast, I, I was I was like one of those Christians that, you know, you know, I said I was a Christian. I said I was a believer. I said my prayers before I ate sometimes. Um, But, you know, outside of them surface level things, I, I wasn't. I wasn't there. It wasn't until I felt like I needed help or assistance from God that I would try to find like where where are churches? Like where are people going to tap into God on Sunday? And I would find myself at those churches at that time and those times in life. But in like, the grand scheme of things, like I wasn't I wasn't out here doing it. And it's crazy. You know how God does what God does. However, I say that because During a visit to Vatasta, I had, it was a guy that was sitting next to me. And um, my parents were like, hey, you should ask him to be like your roommate and all. And um, I was like, no, like, you know, whatever happens, happens. I didn't have a roommate picked out initially for my freshman year. But I was like, whatever happens, happens. And long story short, this guy is now a pastor, family man. He was doing right, living right in school his name is Jamal actually so if Jamal comes across this here podcast episode or even people from Barasa like y'all know Jamal like Jamal was a solid guy I think he was in a band he lived right did right and God knew that probably should have been my roommate, but I knew I was going there with a plan. Why? Because I had the understanding that college is where you go wild. College is where you get to live life to the fullest and nobody could tell you no. or well, nobody like parents wise could tell you no. You could go do what you want to do when you want to do it, how you want to do it, however you want to do it. College was that time and with that mindset i went in with that and did that and um you know i was reckless truth be told i was reckless but i was i only amplify what i did in high school right those mindsets and mentalities just continue on i wasn't really people knew i was a at that time my dad was pastoring people he was still preaching. He was still preaching. Associate pastor. People knew if they knew me, knew me. Like that wasn't like one of the first things I said, oh yeah, I'm a preacher's kid. But if they knew me, they knew that my father was a preacher and things like that. Um, but if they didn't know, they would never know. Like they would just think this boy is reckless. Like, who is this cat reckless in these streets? You know what I'm saying? Like, I had an SUV. Um, I had a bike, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was out here getting it, I was living life. In, th- in that in that way um and it was just man like i'm just thinking of like all the recklessness that i did do um but so much so that like i would be out there living recklessly smoking drinking um hoeing truth be told and but i had the decency i always had and i will say still do have this place in me that does not want to um put a bad taste in other people's mouths of my family of my mom and of my dad right i definitely want to make sure that the upbringing that i had that is definitely the thought that people have right so even in the midst of me sharing all the things that i've done it does not separate from what my parents instilled in me taught me showed me and the list goes on however i was just greaterly influenced by those that were around me and my peers which were drinking and i I hadn't drank until i went to college I had smoked once in high school maybe twice but once that I can remember and I was like oh no this is not for me like I was doing more coughing than enjoying and so I said I'm, I don't I don't know about this however I went to college I started smoking for a short period of time maybe like two years I did and but I say I that to say I all of it, I said to say that I would even be out there smoking, but I would not smoke right enough where like, you know, how you get a roach or whatever, where the uh, smoking apparatus becomes reduced because of the inhaling of the substance. And so it gets to like burning your fingers and things like that. And sometimes people like really be smoking that. I said, no, not me. No, not me, because in my mind, I said, that is how your lips become darker than they were before you started participating in the act. And I said, I could not go back home, which when I go back home, what do I do on Sunday? Go to church. I could not go back home, then go to church and have blacker lips than I did before I left. It would be a clear indicator that your boy was out there living reckless, doing wrong. And my parents was not going to be for that. I did not want to present that as of who I was. So, man, what am I saying? am i saying that being who i was which was on that side being a christian it allowed for me or forced me to live a double life because of what other people's thoughts perspectives and ideas were about me oh snap like man maybe i'm thinking so like i'm just walking through but i keep saying it and that is what is just illuminating like i was it was a strong time of my life in my life where i was doing things and living in such a way that will appeal to others man so what what is a lesson to be learned from that i think one of the lessons to be learned from that is that as christians as believers we should extend grace right we should extend love we should extend mercy knowing that all people are living their walk are living their lives through the lens and the space in which they are living right and the lens and space is influences is peers is thoughts is things that they've been going through and the list goes on right and so with that as believers we should show more love than we do criticism we should show more grace than we do suggestions we should show more mercy than we do hey this is my personal opinion on x y and z especially if the person didn't even ask for it right i mean that could preach it itself but man that is pretty interesting. But nonetheless, in it all, that is why I did not smoke it all the way down to burning of my fingers type scenario. But I was out there doing it. I had multiple women. How um, I, I was I was hoeing, right? There's no other way around it. That is just simply what I was doing. And um, I was proud about it. And I was proud about it because that's what the guys around me were doing, I thought. Um, I thought, right, I might have been just out there wilding and they might not have been doing nothing because I'm definitely one that if I say I'm going to do a thing, I'm going to do a thing. Or if I said I did that thing, I did that thing. And so I, did, I wasn't just going to lie about what I was doing. If I said I was doing it, I was doing it. And if I heard you was doing a thing and I wasn't doing that thing and we thought that was a cool thing to do, I had to I had to catch up. But in it all, you know, I'm not I'm not right in the wrong that I did do. But I am right in the fact that in the midst of those wrong things, I was still a Christian. I was still hearing from God. Because I don't who you are. I don't care what you think. I was still hearing from God. There were times in which I was praying. And here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Boys and girls, children, all ages, right? Maybe you know. Maybe you don't know. However, I was in Valdosta State University. And this honestly is what catapulted or even pushed me to make this transition and transfer to LSU, but I was pledging Kappa Alpha Psi um, at, at Bad Austin State University. I was thinking like, man, did I want to actually say that, but I was. I was pledging uh, that fraternity. Why? Because my uncle um, is a Kappa. My mother, they went to school, college at the same time, BSU, Virginia State University, and um, my mom was a uh, Kappa sweetheart because she supported my uncle in his endeavors and she shut stuff down and everything. Like, but nonetheless, um they I had that lineage and legacy. And so I was going in that route and I was pledging and um things were getting reckless. Like it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be like. Like I didn't have brothers or anything like that growing up. So this was gonna be a great time for me to have brothers, have other men that I could count on, depend on, trust, share certain things with. Like all of those were the ideas that I had pertaining to why I wanted to join that fraternity and so I was selected I was put online is what it's called and then we went through some stuff that I said to myself like this can't be like I want a brother that I want brothers but this stuff just don't seem right and it just wasn't settling well with me um as a person um in my spirit and my soul and oddly up at that time I was I need to start going to church like, Even if that was an excuse to not have to deal with the foolery of pledging, like, it was what it was. I started going to church. I was going to church on Sundays, and um, I was like, hey, where y'all go? Where y'all go to church right here? I I need to go to church. So I started going to a particular church, which really wouldn't be the type of church I would find myself in, but that was all I had. And that's where I went. And so going to that church, I started praying like, God, like, is this really where I need to be? Is this really what I should be doing? Is this really what you have? And I started asking those questions. Is this the life that you have for me? And I just kept getting back. No, 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 no. And then I really started to assess the reason why I was even pledging. Yes, it was for the brotherhood. Yes, it was for the opportunity to continue the name of that fraternity in our family. However, truth be told. And I'm telling the truth on this here, channel. I also wanted to be in the fraternity because I saw the feminine benefits that came along with it. I saw how the ladies would react to them boys coming out shimmying and you know, stepping and coming with the cane. And I love red like red is one is my favorite color. Um, and I saw all of that and I was like, oh yeah, I want all of that. So this was the way in which you go through to get to all of that. And um, however, what it took, right? Which, hey, call it what you want. At the time, it was like, oh, you're not man enough. Okay, cool, cool. But I, despite what I wanted and the reasons why, who I was was greater than those things, right? I accepted Christ at the age of seven. Here I am, a college student, um, probably 19, 20 years old, 18, 19, well, probably, yeah, 19, 19, 20 years old. And through that relationship with God from the age of seven, here I am, planted in a scenario where all hell, And I do me hell It's going on around me. And I had to make a decision like, God, like, is this really what you have for me? And I just kept hearing no. So I had to quit. I had to stop. But even greater than the quit and greater than the stop, I knew I had to leave. I had to leave because and here's where like my true relationship with God started to form and all those things. So I was. From 18 to, like, 20, hours I was out here reckless, like, reckless, reckless. And it's funny, too, to think about it because I would bring home girls. And I, I, it wasn't like a lot of girls. But I would bring home women that I was dating in college. And I, I can remember one young lady specifically. Um, I already knew what it was. Like, she was into me because I had a vehicle. I was into her because she lived off campus. And there was benefits and that. I hated. it. Living in my room because my roommate was messy, dirty, and his feet stank, and so it was like mutual benefits for each other. I would take her places; she would take me in. You know what I'm saying? And so all that to say, like, I it was I took her home, and um, my dad just looked and you know asked a few questions. And he was just chilling, right? He was just chilling because I guess he had tapped in and realized this wasn't gonna be a long term situation. This is just where he is right now, and maybe he was appreciative of the fact that I brought her home to say to my parents like oh this is who i'm talking to dealing with and talking with and um you know it, it didn't live too long after that but all that to say great people i was like reckless man but um still desiring to do good you know how i don't know if you know but i had that pull of like wanting to do good knowing good but doing wrong right i think even paul had talked about it, like i, I want to do right i know what is right but out i choose wrong and that was me. Like, I wanted to do right. I really did. Um, but I didn't see doing right as the thing to do. So therefore, I didn't do it. And so the wrong that I was doing is because as well as I chose to, I wanted to I, outside of that, that's what I saw. And so I ended all, with it all. I quit the paternity and um, I quit the fraternity in the fall of 20 or excuse me. 2009 2009 is when I quit the fraternity uh pledging the fraternity and all that and I said to my parents I need to leave I need to go I need a change and I, I just I just knew I needed it. it was one of the breaks I came home and I was like man this is not it um I just feel hellish I just feel like Just feel nothing but hellish activity when I drive from Atlanta down to Vadasta. And I I knew as soon as I got off the exit, exit 18, that it was on it popping. Like I was going after the the women, right? I just, that's just what I was doing. And so my parents being as supportive as they are even to this day, uh, they were like, okay um and then long story short like my neighbor as in the midst of my prayers talking to god talking to my parents um, my neighbor across the hallway had came and showed me lsu she was looking at going there um for graduate school she wanted to be a lawyer i don't know she's not a lawyer even to this day so it was probably just god she didn't even go to lsu but nonetheless uh, she brought it over said she wanted to go to lsu uh, for law or grad school and I looked at it I was like oh man it's a cool school like I love how it looks and everything online I heard about it by way of television from their football team I didn't really think of it. I don't know nobody that went to LSU I don't know nobody live in Louisiana so that was like far-fetched out of the thought processes of myself however I looked at it I applied I applied to LSU and I applied to ODU which is Old Dominion University located in Virginia which is where my mom's side of the family is in which i'm very close with and so my thought was that i can go to odu and go to school there be able to spend time with my family be able to you know associate with that family spend time with them love them help them all those different things like that however see man here's the thing here's the thing if god be for you who could be against you no matter what it is that you're doing even in the midst of my hoish ways my hellish ways and my unworthy days i was still a believer i was still a christian i was still wrapped in the love of god and here's how I can express why. Um, at that time, I applied to ODU. I was accepted into ODU. I was accepted into LSU. And I received, this was back when Facebook had the ability to send messages, but it be like not known of the person who received who sent the message, right? I forgot what it was called. It wasn't like, a, it was an honesty box. Yeah, it was an honesty box on Facebook. And so you could send, un you know, messages like that. But anyway, somebody sent me a message in an honesty box and said, Ricky, I heard that you were, long story short, um, paraphrasing it. Ricky, I heard that you were thinking about going to ODU. Congratulations. I think that's great. However, I definitely don't think that you should make this move. I believe that college is a time in which you should be away from family, focused on school, and focused on the things that you want to do in life. So I say all that to say that you should not come to ODU. You should not go to ODU. To this day, I do not know who sent me this message right still do not know I know my parents weren't on Facebook at the time so I know for a fact it wasn't them and even if it was them they probably would have just told me so I say that to say I don't know who sent me this message however I took that message to heart I prayed about it and God said listen to what they're saying and so LSU was where I went on the way to a visit to LSU I cried and I cried My parents were in the vehicle. I cried. And while I was crying, my mama thought to out loud, oh, man, my baby missing a young lady, which I was dating that I had to call another one. Um, I'm going to miss her. I'm thinking about me missing her and all of that and how that's going to be. And I said, no, 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 that's not what it is. No, 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 no. The song I'll Be There by Michael Jackson was playing and God was just sharing with me. God was talking. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing had changed from my acceptance of God at the age of seven to where I was as far as my relationship with God. It Nothing had really changed. Like I was going to church, you know, here and there speckles, but more a little bit when I was pledging and things like that. But my relationship with God, I wasn't really reading the Bible in college. I really wasn't. Truth be told. Honestly, I really wasn't um, at that time. But nonetheless, I was driving where well, no, my mom dad was driving. I was in a passenger seat. My mom was behind me. I'll be there, came on. I started crying and God has shared with me, this move is the move for you. LSU is where you should be. Your life is going to be changed. It's never going to be the same. I'm going to be for you. I'm going to show you <clears throat> why you are and the purpose that you have for life in this move. And I was just crying like, man, like God is still here with me. God is still here for me despite all the wrong that I have been doing, like legit, like, I, sh- bro, like, woo! I think about it now, and it's just so good and so pure, the thankfulness that I have for God to inevitably get me out of situations where I know I shouldn't be, and situations where I know wrong was occurring, however, I was steeped in the wrong because that is what I knew as opposed to living in the right that was on the inside of me that was fighting to be seen. But nonetheless, in it all, went to LSU, on the visit, loved it, met people, all that good stuff, um, and got there um, playing tennis one day with a student of mine that I was in math class with. He told me about his church. I went to that church. It was a Baptist church. I went there, joined the church, loved the church, accepted my calling, or excuse me. Even before then, I joined the church and I was baptized at that church because I finally made that walk down the aisle saying that I accept Jesus in my life and I want to be saved, baptized, all that good stuff. Right. Uh, Which I was already saved. I just wanted to be baptized to proclaim my beliefs in Jesus publicly. And uh, that was great. Right. So much so that my dad was even able to come um during that service and helped my pastor there baptize me and so i was actually baptized by my father and my pastor pastor thomas and bessex in baton rouge louisiana right that was a joyous day i started my calling into ministry there um, I am a minister, for those that don't know. I accepted my calling into ministry there. I preached my first sermons there. My dad and church family came up for those as well. My title for my first sermon was, How Strong Is Your Faith? Come on. Uh, coming out of Isaiah 30, or excuse me, 40 and 31. Um, 30, 41. 30, 41. But they that way, yeah, it was 30, 41. Because it was like halfway, because the book of Isaiah. Anyway, I'm not going to get too deep in there. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That was my scripture for my first sermon. And um, all that to say, man, my life was so, so awesome. Like I was a part of the new members uh, class leader there. I wrote curriculum for it. I was just dynamically changed. And in the midst of that, my truth be told, I did not give up my hoish ways. I minimized it. I reduced it. Like there were only two ladies at uh, LSU that I was like intimately involved with, as opposed to Arasta. Numbers don't matter. But nonetheless, in it all, like I have reduced. But the the beauty of it, like some may say, oh man, you should have been totally changed, weren't you a minister? All those things. Like yes, I was. Yes, I was. However, I wasn't. But it's not an excuse. Uh however, I wasn't but three years away from the hellish life. Well, really a year. Uh, Cause I joined the church, was baptized age 21. And so was, I was 21 years old when I accepted Christ and was baptized, all that good stuff. Um, fun times, good times. And so I wasn't far off, but my relationship with God had cleaned me up so much so that it was only it was only two, right? And um, man, I was so thankful for that because it could have been so Many more, but God in me, right? The hope of glory, God in me had started to make the change in me to get me to where I am today, right? Where, you know, I i could go from two to one, right? And we ain't gonna say no numbers in high school and college, but in it all, with it all, I, 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 say all this to say right being unapologetically christian is a reminder that once you are saved once you have believed in jesus as romans 10 um verse 9 says right believe in your heart confess with your mouth that jesus christ is lord and god raised him from the dead you shall be saved once that occurs and does takes place god is in you holy spirit is within you you are sealed you are sealed with god's love you are sealed with god's embrace that's full with grace love and mercy right as psalms 23 says on the latter part surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever that is also true also pure and also exact because in the midst of that i am and i was able to walk with god despite my walking away from god god reminded me that he was always with me as his word says he never leaves me nor forsake me right and nor does he do it for you so in the midst of all that i'm I'm unapologetically a Christian because of the goodness of God. When I think back of the goodness of God, I can say no matter what, no matter all that I went through, no matter all the wrong that I did, I'm still a Christian. I'm unapologetic about it because of who God is, not because of what I did. You can't look at me, nor can I look at somebody and look at their actions, the things they did do and determine whether or not they're a believer. No, or are a christian right if they say they're a christian they are a christian because of what christ did for them not because of what they've done for christ and so that's what this platform that's what this podcast is going to show it's going to expose the goodness of god despite the wrongdoings of others and how god is still for those in which you would cast out god is still for those in which you would say is no longer a believer or christian or of the faith god chooses those that are in the midst of wrong god chooses those that are In the midst of doing and in the places of doing things in which you would say, no, no, no ain't no way nothing good can come out of boom ain't no way nothing good come out of strip club ain't no way nothing good can come out of the casino wherever place it is that you I'm getting excited now but whatever place in which you would say wrong can't come from God is in the abundance of pulling people out of those things cleaning them up because of the Christ Jesus blood and exposing them into the world by saying look at my child look at the light that they have look at the light that they're now shining and truth be told I am who I am, right? Despite all those things that I went through, I remained true to my Christian faith and now living in it, which we're going to talk about it next, right? In the next episode. But now who I am now, I get to minister on a less tangible level to those in which I went to college with being who I am. They get to see, man, look at Ricky. Look at him talking about God. Look at him being positive, enthusiastic, and optimistic about each and every day. But I remember that cat. That cat was reckless. That boy was a howl. That boy was doing everything wrong. But look at God coming out of his mouth. Look at the joy of the Lord coming out of his mouth. Look at peace, love, and mercy coming out of his mouth. Man, that may be something to this God thing. And I want it to be so. For all that believe and accept Jesus Christ into their lives, that people look at them and say, wow, God is still in the business of working with those in which people have cast it out cast out god is still in the business of working with people that other people say can be used by god art for god or not walking with god no 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 baby baby we have it all wrong and i think god wants to use this platform as a way to show That despite the things that are done, the actions that did take place, who you once were, God is still able to use and work with you. God still wants you. Your Christianity is not in jeopardy because of your actions that you've done. However, his love for you is greater than those things that you ever did or those things that you could ever do. Therefore, he is holding on to you. You should be able to continue to walk with him. And there is a joyous life that he has for you. So, wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. God is just showing. God is just showing me how this platform is going to minister, how this platform is going to reach and show his love for his people, for his children. And I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited that you are a part of it, even by watching this video, listening to the podcast, and listening to those that are to follow. And I'm um, excited to have people on this channel. I'm excited to be, have people on this podcast platform because there are so many people, so many stories of the goodness of God and the land of the living that allow for them to say, I'm apologetically a Christian, even despite the things that I've done. God still loves me. God is still with me. God is still for me. God is still using me. And God still has a plan for me. So, in it all, with it all, make sure you tap in subscribe if you haven't already done so thus far. I don't know what you're waiting on because greatness and goodness is on the way. And I want you to be a part of it. So, Until then, great people, I'll see you next time. Woo! I'm excited.